Welcome everybody, Ryan McKenzie here with Annalie Brumby from Hobart, Tasmania. Guys, this is another episode of I Hate Selling Live, and this week we get to time travel. Um, I, love, I love talking to Annalie because she is in Tasmania, which means it's tomorrow there, and I get to find out what happens tomorrow here. So that's pretty sweet. Um, we're going to jump in right now, guys. If you have not downloaded the I Hate Selling for the Fitness Professional um, book, then you're missing out and your life is worse than it could be. So download the book, go to IHateSellingBook.com, get your free copy, make a change in your business and stop being a horrible human being. You know, that's, that's the big thing. So <laughs> we're going to move on to Annalie. Annalie, thank you so much for joining me. How is it thank in you, Hobart? It's, it, the weather's gorgeous down here, actually. We're, we're in winter, but we have hardly had any snow. We've got a backdrop of a great big mountain here. And we've hardly had any snow. It's been very weird. It's like climate change is reaching, you know, to the ends of the earth down here in Tassie. Yeah, so we've had, we're summer here and we haven't had any snow either in Orlando, Florida. It's the strangest yeah. thing. <laughs> Surprisingly. No, no snow in Orlando in the summer. Um, I'm excited to talk to you. We're going to dive in, guys, to how to navigate uncertainty in a training studio. Um, Annalie owns... Um, a training studio in Hobart, Tasmania. I'll let her tell you a little bit about that, but it is a very specialized personal training studio, does fantastic work. And uh, I wanted to give her a chance to share her story because they had to shut down like a lot of people did. And they're back open now. And um, just there's still that level of uncertainty that everybody's got that is open or that's halfway open, that's doing a hybrid model, whatever they're doing. So we don't want to talk to her and figure that out. Uh, before we do, if you're live in the group with us, if you're in the Facebook group, you're ahead of the game. You get to listen to this and watch this before everybody else. So I want to hear uh, where are you in the world? Are you in? Are you closer to Hobart, Tasmania? Are you closer to Orlando, Florida? Type it in the chat right now. Let us know. And whoever gets the most votes, whoever's closer to Annalise, she might win. Whoever's closer to me, I might win. We got a little side bet going on here. So type them in. Let us know where you're from. If you're just listening to this on the podcast, that's fine. I love you too. Just say it out loud right now. And everyone around you at the gym or uh, in the, the park, wherever you are, and your kids at home, they're going to think you're really weird, but that's okay. Are you closer to Tasmania? Are you closer to Florida? Um, let's dive into the good stuff. Annalie, what I ask every guest, what is one thing that is a little odd about you that not many other people know? Oh, that's, uh, there's so many things. <laughs> I could probably go to some quite dark places, but um, I, I think <laughs> I, th <laughs> I think really, you know, I'm a bit of a science nerd actually, and I think um, yeah, I, I just really enjoy um, talking about um, biochemistry. <laughs> you know, some people, engineers and things. I've had friends in the past who've been engineers and they've been fascinated with dirt. It's a little bit like that. It's um, yeah, I'm just I've got a real fascination for science and biochemistry but having never studied it but i'm studying i am immersing myself in the study now so yeah fascinating i love it i love it when you get to dive into something that's not your main field of expertise but just get to dive in and just for fun that, that shows you have a curious mind and uh someone who's always wants to learn i love that all right um next next big important question this is why people come to the show here 
Yeah. What's, your favorite, what's your favorite cereal? It cannot be healthy. You're not allowed to say like uh, oatmeal, right? It's got to be an unhealthy cereal. Yeah, special K with those berries. Have you got that over there? <laughs> Dried up, like shriveled up strawberries that like, yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And I, I, I completely, um, you know, ruin a really healthy breakfast with a sprinkle of that <laughs> on the top of my healthy breakfast. Yeah. That's, um, that's borderline healthy when it comes to cereal. You know, it's got yeah. some, some form of modified fruit in it. So you're basically True. getting a well-rounded breakfast. I feel like that's, that's a, it's, it's going to push the qualified. insulin levels up a bit though. <laughs> Definitely pushing the insulin levels up. Let's dive into your business. Tell us about um, where you're from, what you're doing. Like, what's before this all hit? What did you have going on? Yeah, so we're a personal training studio, very small. Um, I guess the word boutique, but everyone knows that word all over the world now. Um, right. We have um, a small crew of, of coaches, and we work pretty much 80, 85 percent personal training one-on-one and semi-private. Um, mm-hmm. And we do a little, a little boot camp, just a little boot camp for uh, those clients who um, don't need personal training um, and, and sort of really like a community feel and a social feel. So 70 to 80 clients. Um, and we've sort of sat at that for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's, um, it's a market in Hobart and, and where we sort of sit in that market. But at that level of client base, um, I feel that you can offer a really high level of service. Once you start getting bigger than that, you've got to put a lot more infrastructure into the business right. um, to be able to look after that, the clients. So um, had the business for six years and we're sort of on the outskirts of the city, sort of uh, sits right on the edge of the city actually. So it's quite an interesting place down near the waterfront. And um, yeah. That's great. So I love what you're saying, just the focus on service and I think this is something that um, that a lot of gyms do not do, not because they don't care about service, but when you're recognizing that you're in a, a place where there's not, maybe not as many people interested, uh, a giant boot camp might not work, and your style much more is to be specialized and to help out um, the specific needs. So instead of trying to go after masses, you've gotten really specialized, so you don't need as yep. many people to run a successful business, um, which I think is really beneficial during a time like this. And if you'd asked somebody six, maybe 10 years ago, should you open up a personal training studio that's focused on one-on-one training or very small group training? They'd be like, no, no, big, like big classes, uh, wads and, and run, run groups and unlimited membership. And I love that um, you did what you do. Like you did your, your version of training and you went specialized. I think that's something that is um, much needed right now. And that's where I lean myself. So I love, I love what you're doing. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that, you know, over the years, we've, we've tried to, to expand our group program. We've tried to expand more, um, I guess, products that suit a more mass, mass client base or groups of clients. Right. And the personal training clients just keep coming. Wow. They go, we don't want the cheaper product. <laughs> we, want the, we want the personal training because we know that we're going to get results. Yep. I can make my prices higher and higher if you like. That's fine. We'll make it better and better. <laughs> that's an excellent approach. Um, so what happened in Hobart, Tasmania um, with COVID? How did that hit you guys? And, and- Well, we um, just before it all happened, really, we um, had a, a change of premier. So we have a premier who's like the head of state here in, in, in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. And he's just been a little gem. He's just done the best job of managing um, the whole approach for us. We, wow. 
um, like everywhere, we were initially really shell-shocked by what was going on. And luckily being down in Australia and, and a little bit further removed in southern Tasmania, we had some warning of what was going on. Yep. Um, so we were able to shut our borders here. And then we, so the Premier made that decision to shut the borders. And then we just managed the cases and tried to sort of um, suppress the cases and ended up, we've been COVID free now for about 60 days down here in Tasmania. We think we had one case came back in on a plane the other day and we get sort of locked down in a hotel and we, <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone jumps on them at the airport. <laughs> so we've been COVID free, but, but I think what's happened in Australia is that we got quite complacent about that because we didn't have very many cases and we've seen as a result of that, that complacency, um, quite a, a you know, a, um, a, a sizable outbreak in Melbourne, which is just to the north of us. It's one of the second biggest city, I think, in um, Australia. So there's been quite a big outbreak there and that is causing some problems. And they're, they're, they're all shut down again there and their gyms have had to shut down for a second time. Um, so it's a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a, um, a clue as to what it would look like for us if that happened here. So a bit of a wake-up call, really. Because we're shut down for a while, though. You had a shutdown for... Yeah, we uh, were shut down for three months. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, was, that, it, was that a frustrating time? Did you agree with that? Was that something because not having many cases, um, there's people on both sides of this, right? Like, yep. let us work. There's people, we need to be safe, right? So you personally, yep. with your gym, um, I've heard a lot of gym owners say like, this is the best medicine is making sure that people are working out and with what you're doing as a, um, a more personalized approach where you probably can be a lot safer than a big class, right? Yep. Um, how did that affect you even like, frustration levels or emotionally what was that like for you well i just i think that you can you know you can get upset or you can just look at what's going on and just deal with it really and i think that's probably what we did is is we can't change what the government are telling us to do they've they've mandated what we have to do and best yeah. we just get on with it. I mean, I, you know, i don't have time to stress myself out these days. I've been there and done that and you know, we, we just deal with what we've got to deal with and just get on with it really. So we, I mean, initially we were sort of like, Oh, can we train outdoors? Can't we train outdoors? Oh, you know, we'll just sort of be outside the, you know, the studio. Does that count? Sort of like everybody in the industry has tried to look at all the loopholes and, yep. and then it's got really confusing and, you know, there was funny things on Facebook, you know, how many hairdressers, you know, can you have at a wedding and how many personal trainers can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just funny. Um, so I think Facebook and rant and rave and start big Twitter battles and Facebook wars. You can't oh. do that, can you? you funny you how can't that do happens. That. Successful people running successful businesses, they find a way, they make it work, and they don't have the time for petty battles and big arguments and trolling people all over Facebook and Twitter. Interesting no. point there. I wonder if anyone's paying attention to what Annalise is doing. Um, you might disagree with her. Maybe we need to stand up for our rights and we need to make sure we, this doesn't happen again. Sure. But are you spending your time talking to people on Facebook who really have no say in when we're shut down or not? Or are you taking care of what you can take care of and run your business the way you need to run your business? That's, I think that, I think that's it. Yep. Like and, and Tasmania, I mean, the world is a small place, but Tasmania is a very small place. And, you know, we, we were always very careful about, you know, we might have strong views on things, um, mm -hmm. but we're always very careful about putting that forward, I think, in a public sure. arena because, sure. yeah, it doesn't That's serve awesome. anybody really.
What what happens so from the shutdown, three months shutdown to opening back up? What has changed for you? What like other than hey, we keep the place clean, which you know yeah. I, I've seen a lot of gyms saying your safety is our biggest concern. We mm. keep this place clean. I'm like that's great, but mm. what actually is happening? And like I think you have a unique space where you can actually keep things yeah. a little specialized. You know? Yeah. Well, we we maintained probably sixty five percent of our clients, and we've since we've reopened, we've ended up almost back at where we were we're not we're not a hundred percent there but we're 90 percent back yeah. um but i'm just really in the process of trying to read people's minds a bit at the moment and really sort of get a read on what's how people are feeling emotionally and and then design our approach around that really um so that's what's changed i think is that i think we've got to be really careful that our, our client base and our staff don't fall into a, a poor mental health state. Um, well, I think we have very much focused on mental health with some of the programs and the approaches that we've followed during the shutdown. Um, and I think that that's probably where we're, we sit now is really trying to take care of people's mental health, keep them focused, keep them positive. And yeah. That is an amazing answer. Um, mental health, right? Their, their emotions and mental health I, everybody that I've seen on Facebook and Twitter announcing their gym opening, drive-by, we're open, all this stuff, it is all about physical cleanliness. And at this point, if you're not doing that and you weren't doing that to begin with, people aren't coming back to your gym, right? Like they, if you weren't known as a clean gym, no amount of advertising saying, well, now we fog it and now we wipe down and we shut down every two hours and we clean the gym. Like, Yep. They know you're not a clean gym. That's why you haven't opened back up because you, you had a reputation from before, but you've taken it to another level where like, we know this is, I don't think it's even meant to be a marketing place, but I would imagine from a marketing standpoint, this is why you're back to almost hundred percent is it's expected that everywhere you go, people are going to clean and going to keep their business running well and, and COVID free as best they can. Right. Um, but you're taking it to another level with mental health, emotional health, and trying to read people's minds, as you said, but like, where are you emotionally? Talk about that a little bit. What does that look like? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm good. I think, um, I mean, having a business is really tough. And before yeah. COVID, you know, anybody that's watching this now that has, has a business in fitness, it's so hard. I remember listening to Thomas Plummer talk about it at Filex. It's the Australian fitness conference a couple of years ago and he said you're just going to have to expect problems you're never gonna <laughs> it's never going to be problem free i mean he's talking about someone one of our staff talking about you know people flushing sweet potatoes down the toilets and yeah <laughs> we've had floods we've had we've had we've had all sorts of crazy things happen in business and i think um i came to the realization you know, probably 12 months ago that if, if everything just, you know, crumbles around me and the studio f fails for whatever reason, I've done everything I can. And, you know, I've got to just let that go. You know, if it, if COVID is here and it destroys the business, well, what can you do? You just, you know, that's huge. So that, that's where I am emotionally. I'm just, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to just roll with it, I guess. What about your members and helping them? Cause I know, a lot of people are, and maybe Tasmania is a little different, but being isolated, not going out as much, working from home a lot more. Is that yep. that's happening there as well? People are. are it still is a little bit. Months, but right? there is, yeah, there is a lot of people back. 
um, that are, everyone couldn't wait to get back to face to face or mm-hmm. keen as, except for, you know, there was a handful and we're still offering some, um, we're offering that um, um, Zoom consults or whatever um, to people. But um, yeah, I guess That's people great. sort of couldn't wait to, couldn't wait to get awesome. back to it. That's mm. awesome. So what's your next step going forward here? What do you, what, what do you have like, well, I'm I think, I, yeah, I, I think like everybody, yeah, yeah, look, I think like everybody, we just want to survive. Yeah. We want to survive the, and, and, you know, if we see opportunity, then obviously you've got to be proactive about that opportunity if it, if it arises. Um, I think that's where, that's where we're at. I think, you know, there's been certain industries in this whole crisis that have flourished and I would never have expected to flourish. I mean, my accountant told me that, that some people have had their best, you know, their best months ever in their whole business during COVID. So I guess you've got to be positive and think, well, there's, but there's certain industries that are going to do better in these times than others. And I think fitness, I think, you know, everybody that would say they've opened after a period of shutdown in fitness has has seen people coming back. Yeah. I was telling my wife, this morning, I was like, we never should have sold off all our Purell stock, you know, uh, beginning of this year, we're like, you know, hand sanitizer is just not the business to be in. We should just sell it all. And now look at it. We should have kept it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think not the business to be in now. There's too much. What you're saying is really true. Like if the people that stuck it out and really had a passion for their clients and a passion for helping people mentally and physically are, are seeing some growth right now. Maybe not back to where they were, but people are starting to be comfortable enough to come back and get going. I have a client that I work with um, in North Carolina. I have another client out in um, California. And, and they're, I'm talking and they're saying, I'm working less than I ever have and I'm making more than I ever had because we've set things up in a way that I'm not wasting my time anymore and I'm charging what I should have been charging from the get-go. And this is really a chance to reestablish your business and structure your business. If there ever was a time to re to change anything or restructure anything. Yeah. Now's the time when you've got less people to get upset about it and more people yeah. want to get started because they may be realizing I need to get healthy. So if this comes around again, or if it something happens, I want to be healthy to fight this thing. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think people are, um, they can't travel. You know, we've got all of our borders locked down here. We can't travel internationally. We can't travel much interstate at all. Um, so people were looking for something to do that's really positive. And, yeah. you know, we're lucky in that sense that fitness happens to be that thing that everyone, everyone sort of thought about before COVID. I want to get to that. You know, I know I need to look after myself and now they're, they're finding that time to do it. So it's good. Yeah. yeah the, um, if you, I think it's like, that's a testament to your gym particularly. I don't think every gym is seeing that where you guys have, I've talked to, I've worked with you before and I've talked to you before that, um, you guys have that reputation of really taking care of your people on a emotional, on a physical, a very specialized level, rather than you're a number, throw you in a group. Uh, we got a group of five, 50 people at five o'clock or 20 people at four o'clock or whatever it is. Yeah. You've got a name for every person. You've got an issue for every yeah. person. You know where they are mentally, what they need, um, yep. coaching them, helping them, not just beating them up every week. So I think when you talk about getting back to a positive place, you guys, I think you're having success because you've had that set up from the get go. That's that's a really great place to be. I think more gyms are. Going I think to having I think having said that, you know, it, it's an advantage being small at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger places that are bigger have had a lot more logistical issues with staff, um, yes. you know, and, and with with members. And 
we've got that personal touch so we could actually have that personal conversation with every single one of our clients at the time when we were shutting down and, and had that clear communication about, you know, what we were trying to achieve was if you've got a big gym with thousand members, you can't, you can't do that. So that's great. It's, hmm. So what are you like forward thinking question here? What's your biggest need now moving forward? What do you, what do you expect? Yeah, I think we can't be, I think, I think you still, you can't just sit back and think, yeah, we're cruising now. We've come out of this. I think mm-hmm. you still got to be thinking about what's next and, um, yeah, I think just planning for if we were to go into lockdown again and we were we couldn't operate in the studio, what would we be doing and what would we do differently? And, you know, I think our clients have got a bit of Zoom fatigue, like everybody in the <laughs> world. Um, everyone is so over it. And we would need some, we'd need to take it to the next level, I think, if we were in, in shutdown again. And so I'm thinking about what that would look like. I think probably getting a little bit more technical, a little bit more um, tech, I suppose yeah. having some some better systems set up and things like that to be able to run programs um, would be important. But yeah, I think. What, it, I what, I, yeah. what would you want to see in that if there was something different than like than just Zoom? You know, what would you have running there? I think it'd be you one of those training. Pla- head, yeah. yeah, just one of those training platforms that that yeah. you know um, you, you can get like Trainerize or one of those where you can actually add value. I think the the biggest thing for us was that we added lots of value to our clients whilst we were shut down. We ran free programs, you know, weekly workouts, that sort of thing, with the majority of stuff live face-to-face or screen-to-screen. But, yeah, just adding value um, somehow. And I think that those, whilst those platforms can't replace that personal touch, they they can add a certain element of value and keep, you know, the more touch points you have with your client each week, the more engaged yeah, they're going to be. It's really good. Mm. I love it. Are you going to keep any form of online training going after this? Are you moving everybody back to in person? Is that the goal? Or do you like keeping that? Not just because somebody won't come off of it and they're afraid, but like you like it, you want to keep it in your offer. What we'll you always have it as an option. I think um, always have it as an option, Yeah. but we're just too, we're too busy with the face to face. I think that's the thing. Um, yeah. It's it resources are an issue when you're small. You can't, you know, you've yeah. only got so many hours in the day to develop programs. But um, we'll certainly have that as an option. Yeah, that's good. Um, so to to wrap this whole thing up, and if you got other final thoughts, I want to hear them too. But um, uh, my big question here is kind of shifting gears a little bit. Why why did you choose to open a gym? What what got you into this industry in the first place? I just love the people. I, I started 17 years ago in, um, in Melbourne. My first job was at Fernwood Fitness, which is a female gym. And it was in my dreams long before I actually started there. I dreamt of, of this blue and green equipment in a room. And it was weird when I actually got my first job because Fernwood had all this blue and green equipment. And I swear it's, it sounds really crazy. <laughs> um, but I just knew that that was the industry that I wanted to go in. And I just, I just love the people and I love, I'd love the, the, you know, the ever changing nature of, of fitness and, you know, it's, it's always changing. You've always got to innovate. Um, yeah. You know, when yeah. you yeah, when you're feeling down or a bit flat, you know, and nothing like a really good exercise session is there right. to, to make you feel better. And I think, um, I'm, I'm no different to anybody else just because I run a, a studio doesn't mean I'm, 
a hundred percent self-motivated to exercise all the time either. And I, you know, you need to be around people that are going to motivate you and keep you, keep you accountable. So I just, I've loved it. And I started in a big gyms that we had 4,000 members 15 years ago. And that's completely flipped on its head now that, that model, but um, just going to all the conferences and learning from people all over the world is, has ended up with where we are today, I suppose. So right. we're doing the best we can with what we've got, you know. Right, right. That's mm. all you can ask for. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yep. And any uh, any final thoughts for people here as we're as we're wrapping up? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I just think you've got to communicate with with people. I think more than ever in the fitness industry now, people want personal, um, mm. and you've you've got to you've got to communicate with people and. They're smart. They've they've been around the block. They've done all the nutrition programs and all the gym stuff, and you know they know what they want. So you've got to put a lot of thought into the product and the service that you're offering for your clients. I like that a lot. People want personal. People want personal. I think that's even if you're running a larger gym, that's what every big box, big, you know, big box gym is trying to do. Is they're trying to be Anna Lee Brumby. They're trying to be a Hobart fitness and strength. Like they're trying to be you and they can't because they want, they know that their people desperately want personal touch, personal attention. And that well, I, have, I have to just say my staff, I have to give a huge, huge shout out to my staff because, you know, in this industry, we can't do what we do unless we've got great staff and right. we've got a great team. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to have those, it's those, those people that you work with that give the personal touch. So that's perfect yeah. guys. Hey, if anything, remember this people want personal, so do it guys start getting personal in your business. That's really awesome. Emily, thanks for that insight. Um, much different experience than a lot of the people are having across the world, but we all are in this feeling different ways about the same thing at different times. It's really wild how shutdowns and reopenings and, all kinds of stuff happening all over the place, but I, I really think it's neat to share from like literally the opposite of the world and find out what's going on there so that people can get a perspective on this, that uh, the successful people are making it personal. The successful people are kind of putting their nose down and saying, I got to make this happen for my, my employees and for my members. And they're not getting into crazy Facebook battles and all kinds of wild <laughs> stuff. I love, I love your approach. Uh, it's humble. Not and it's hardworking and it's working. So that's really, really cool. So thank you for being here. Guys, Thanks, Annalie's amazing. Check her out next time you're in Tasmania. You can't be in Tasmania right now, but the next time you're there, go check her out. If you're listening to this and you're in Tasmania, Annalie Brumby, Hobart Training. Is it Hobart Training? Is that, am I Hobart right? Fitness Training. Fitness and Training, sorry. Hobart Fitness and Training. Go there, be there, work for her. Beg her to give you a job. It's an amazing place. <laughs> and uh, hey guys, train smart, live well, get the book, or you're not as good of a person as Annalie. That's basically what I'm trying to say. You're, you're really, you're less of a human if you don't, I'm kidding. <laughs> www.ihatesellingbook.com. I love you guys. Train smart, live well. See ya.